Hello, I'm Karen Alvarado, co-artistic director of Thinkery and Verse, and you're listening to Decameron 2020, a storytelling podcast putting Boccaccio's Decameron in conversation with modern pandemic experiences. In the sixth story of the first day, Amelia tells the story of a wealthy yet simple man who foolishly stumbles into the notice of the dangerous and powerful religious inquisition. As a consequence, a greedy inquisitor begins leeching the man's money, but the merchant uses just a few simple words from the gospel to reveal the hypocrisy in the clergy. Madame Emilia, sitting next to the gentle Lady Fiametta, noticed that the story of the modest punishment which the virtuous Lady Marquise had given to the King of France was generally enjoyed by the whole group. She began, after the Queen had thereto appointed her, in these words. I will now tell you about the scolding that an honest, simple man gave to a greedy, holy father in very few words that deserves more praise than ridicule. Not long ago, worthy ladies, there dwelt in our own native city a man named Friar Minor. He was an inquisitor in matters of faith, who, although he labored greatly to seem a sanctified man and an earnest lover of Christian religion, as all of them appear to be on the outside, he was a much more the type of inquisitor who had their purses plenteously stored with money than those who were grounded in faith. Through diligent care, he found a man richer in money than intelligence, this man was not so much defective in matters of faith as misguided by his own simple speaking, and perhaps when his brain was well warmed with wine, words fell more foolishly from him than when he was in sober judgment. One day, in the company of men who deferred very little in quality from himself, he bragged that he had been drinking such high-quality wine that God himself did never drink better. Among those who heard him say this was an ass-kissing killjoy who carried this utterance to the Inquisitor. Now. The religious inquisitor who received word of this utterance knew very well that the offending man had great resources and abundant money bags, and for this reason, he censured the man strongly with book, bell, and candle, and he cursed the man and cited him and demanded that he appear before him. The Inquisitor understood that this course of action would be more likely to fetch money from the rich man than it would encourage him to amend any mistaken belief or heresy. For you see, the Inquisitor thereafter sought no further reformation from the man. When the rich man came before the Inquisitor, the Inquisitor demanded to know whether or not the accusation against him was true. The rich, yet honest man answered that he could not deny the speaking of such words, and he declared in what matter they were spoken. 
presently, the Inquisitor, most devoutly addicted to Saint John with the golden beard, said, "What? Do you make our Lord a drinker, and a curious gossler of wines, as if he were a glutton, a belly god, or a tavern hunter, as you and the other drunkards are?" Being a hypocrite as you are, you think this to be but a light matter, because it may seem so in your own opinion. But I tell you plainly that it deserves burning and shame if I should proceed in justice to inflict it on you. With these and other such threatening words, and also with a very severe and angry expression, he made the man believe himself to be a sinner, and that he was denied the eternity of the soul. Whereby the man fell into such a trembling fear, as believing indeed that he should be burned, that. To be more mercifully dealt with all, he came around to whisper in the inquisitor's ear, and by secret means, anointed his hands with Saint John's golden grease, a very singular remedy against the pestilential disease in greedy priests, especially friar miners that dare touch no money, and so the case changed very quickly. This golden ointment was of such virtue, though Galen speaks not a word thereof among all his greatest medicines, that it so far prevailed that the terrible, threatening words of burning and shame became merely frozen up, and gracious language blew on more gentle and calmer air. The inquisitor delivered him a hallowed crucifix, making him into a soldier of the cross, because he had paid golden crosses store for it, and even as if he were to travel under that standard to the Holy Land, in such a manner did he appoint him a home-paying penance, namely to visit him three times every week in his chamber. And to anoint his hands with the yellow ointment, and afterward to hear a mass of the Holy Cross. Also, to visit him at dinner time, and when finishing, to do nothing but what he directed him to do the rest of the day. The simple yet not so simple man, seeing that this weekly greasing of the inquisitor's hand would, in time, grasp away all of his gold, grew weary of this anointing, and began to consider how to stop the course of this chargeable penance. Coming one morning, according to his injunction, to hear mass, in the gospel he observed these words. You shall receive a hundred for one, and so possess eternal life. Which saying he kept perfectly in his memory, and as he was commanded at dinner time, he came to the inquisitor, finding him among his fellows seated at the table. The inquisitor presently demanded whether he had heard mass that morning or not. Yes, sir. Replied the man very readily. Have you heard anything therein? 
said the Inquisitor, of what you are doubtful or desire to be further informed? Surely, sir, answered the simple meaning man, I make no doubt of anything I have heard, but I believe all constantly. Only one thing troubled me much and made me very sorry for you, and of all of these holy fathers, your brothers, to perceive in what woeful and wretched state you will be when you shall come into another world. What words are these? said the Inquisitor, and why are you moved to such compassion for us? Oh, good sir, replied the man. Do you remember the words in the gospel this morning? You shall receive a hundred for one. That is very true, replied the inquisitor. But what moved you to urge those words? I will tell you, sir, answered the simple fellow, so it might please you to be not offended. Since the time of my resorting here, I have daily seen many poor people at your door and out of your abundance, when you and your brothers have fed sufficiently, every one of those people has had a good meal of pottage. Now, sir, if for every meal given, you are sure to receive a hundred again, you will all be merely drowned in pottage. Although the rest, sitting at the table with the Inquisitor, laughed cheerfully at this jest, the Inquisitor found himself moved in another nature, having, hypocritically, received through one poor offense about three hundred pieces of gold and not a coin to be recovered again. But fearing to be further disclosed and threatening him with another process in law for abusing the words of the gospel, he was content to dismiss him altogether without any more golden greasing in the hand. This story was narrated by Diana Guizado. Thank you for listening to this episode of Decameron 2020 by Thinkery and Verse. If you liked what you heard, you can tune into more stories from the Decameron and discussions between our storytellers right here on Buzzsprouts or wherever you download your podcasts. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word. For more from Thinkery and Verse, you can check us out on social media at Thinkery Ampersand Verse on Facebook and Thinkery underscore and underscore verse on Instagram or by going to our website, thinkeryandverse.org. Thanks again for listening. Be well. Music